Hey, hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey. Of course, sit with my best bud, Tony. What's up, man? What's going on, homie? So, uh, today, we're, oh, oh, so uh, we're, uh, shout out. we got to give our shout outs, yeah. I apologize to our shout out peoples. But, um, so we're at day two at uh, uh, Premier Philly, um, again. Yep. And uh, and once again, we're in the Salon Centric VIP room. So you know, big thank yous, huge thank yous, honestly, to Salon Centric and to um, and to um, Premier Philly for bringing yeah. us up. Thank you guys. Thank both you guys so much for uh, just another a great year of for us podcasting uh-huh. uh, in Philly. It's amazing, right? Yeah, it's uh, we've had a really good weekend, and, and I can't wait to talk to our guests today. Yeah, I th- it's it's gonna be fun. Yeah, so we actually, we didn't have to go far to find her because apparently she lives in Philly and she never, ever, ever leaves Philly. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, just, we just finished that conversation, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she, she's a homie and, and, a, and a homebody. And there's so many states that, is, that are close by. She just I know, right? She won't do it, exactly. Although we did, Cities, we, did, we did sort of meet her at BTC a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So the story is, is that um, we... Uh, <laughs> We went to meet her, and uh, um, I said hello, and then, like, uh, before, like, the O and hello came out, she, she ran away and disappeared. It was, she, like, Dave or Copperfield, or she was just like, poof, she was gone. Right. And then, uh, and then I was like, dude, what happened to you? And uh, she said, I got to go. I had to go. And then she gave me a hard time that it was just bad timing. And I was like, well, you know, when you're running away from me, it is bad timing, I guess. <laughs> Look at you. I know, right? I would run away, too. <laughs> Sorry, good point. Yeah, but you haven't. Here you are. They hear you, and then once they see you, like, see ya. see ya. see. Ya. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame them at all. No. I do. A, I do kind of look like a serial killer or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so uh, we're talking today to Jess D and, and uh, Jess D. What's her talk- last name? We're gonna get there. Slow down, Gus. Oh well, we gotta slow down. We gotta slow down. So her Instagram is <laughs> Jess D Hair, and um. You know the truth is, is that I've been following her for for about a year, and um, and as her like Instagram is kind of maturing, like like I think she's giving a lot of value just by reading her posts because you know she does those like really insane, awesome posts um, about about the industry and, and and just real real talk about working behind the chair. Honestly, I don't know how she comes up with content because she posts every day with something like some kind of spectacular content. I don't know where she gets it all. She just, I mean, even her story. Way before that, it, it, to me, is, is so interesting that, uh-huh. you know, as a, a young person doing some of the things that she did just without, I mean, just just without thought, just, you know, what, I'm just going to do it. Yeah, right. It's pretty ballsy. It's pretty. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll, we'll get into they'll that learn. They're going to learn today, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's cool. So um, should we get in? Yeah, I'm ready for the last name, homie. Oh, w- w- what's the phone for? I got to keep up my notes, man. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I got to okay. see what we're up to. So, uh, so Miss Jess Dewarnazak. Nailed it. Did uh, I nail it? You nailed what? it. Look at Tony. Even though we both know that you were just cheating. <laughs> 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 yeah, you were cheating. Hey, welcome to your day off. Whatever, dude. <laughs> do what you got to do. I didn't even attempt that uh, name for the first six months of my life, so. You, you, so it's not, it's a married name. It's a married name, yeah. Wow. It's a, it's a Great name. I hope your uh, your maiden name is like Smith. Connolly. Con- Connolly? Connolly. Very that's easy. Like, that's easy. And I was like, I got to take this friggin' name, don't I? It's like the right thing to do. You right. should have had him take your name. <laughs> so we joked all the time, like the countdown to the wedding was always like, all right, six months till you become Anthony Connolly, two <laughs> weeks till you become Anthony Connolly. And he did not like that joke very much. He didn't like it? Didn't like it. Because he, he's like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, 
He's a he's a prideful Dornizak. person. He is yeah. a Dornizak. If you Dornizak. know the Dornizaks, they're all very prideful people. <laughs> Can we just give a poke out to Nina and Jay? That uh, yeah, definitely. Because they couldn't. Uh, necessarily get that name right but you did i mean you did get it right whether you cheated or not you did get it right so hey listen when you have a name like that you have to cheat right yeah <laughs> right i tried to make it italian like my mom's my mom's italian so in my mind i was making it like d apostrophe i just kept wanting to go that way <laughs> right, and right, it, right. it's you, not that way at all how would you say it in italian Give me an Italian accent to say. No, come on. We're going to do the <laughs> accent. It's going to be Indian. You brought it up. You said Italian. You brought it up. First of all, you cannot make that name sound Italian. There's not the one. Not one chance. Right. Like making that. That's all you got. That's all you got. By using the fingers. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's all it that's takes it. to make it. To and you just look angry when you say it. Right. Yeah. Nailed it. Italian. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so so the accent that we do here, uh, like we said before, I mean, this is this is, this is is Philly born and bred, right? Mm-hmm. But you could care less about the Eagles we just found out. I feel like people are going to want to crucify me when they hear that. Uh, I'm like yeah. one of five people that do not give a shit about football. Look, she's going to walk out of the convention center and get, get shot. She's going to get <laughs> yeah. picked off right outside. Right I outside. do have a Philly uh, football story, though. Okay. We, uh, I think it was back in the 90s or whatever my, uh, when the Cowboys were really good. My brother-in-law's a huge Cowboys fan, right? So he came here to Philly wearing all Cowboy paraphernalia, hmm. celebrating the, the the huge victory for the Cowboys, and he was a little intoxicated. Is he still with us today? He's barely, still living? Barely, barely. Okay. He was walking out of the stadium cheering and, 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 I guess, rubbing it into the Eagles fans' faces. And next thing you know, he wakes up at a hospital because he got clocked in the head with a full beer can. Somebody chucked him. He got off easy. He got off easy. (laughs) So I was like, yeah. So I made the joke, like, is he still with us? But then I'm like, wait, you didn't answer for like a a millisecond. And I'm like, shit, what if he died that day? That's not funny. Okay, he lived, though. He's with us, though. He barely lived. Well, that was a lesson learned. (laughs) He learned. No, you can't. You can't fuck with Philly fans. No. It's no. kind of crazy. I don't like. I don't care about football, but when you say Dallas, I'm like, I'm supposed to be giving you an angry look right now. Right. <laughs> Just felt like well, I needed to. I'm not a Dallas so. fan. So, yeah. Yeah. All that's right. Crazy. Well, you get to live. Right. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Thanks. I get to leave. I get yeah. to take it home. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Jesse, uh, you were you were actually born here in Philly? I was. Yeah. So I know that in Philly, if you don't specify that you are not living in Philly, you know. They'll like crucify like the you. I'm in, the, I'm in the suburbs now. Right, right. I was born in the Northeast. Uh-huh. Um, lived there when I was a kid, and then we moved up to Hatboro, which sounds ridiculous. So nobody knows what Hatboro is. It's like population ten. Right. Um, but how far is it? What, like how far? Thirty from minutes. Like, 30 like minutes. Walla Walla, Walla Walla, Walla Walla, Washington. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So um, yeah, I lived there, and I've been there, living at my parents' house. I probably why do I overshare on? You know, when people are listening. Yeah, I've lived in the same goddamn house for nine million years. Is that right? So it's, I'm it's that the same old. house as like um, that you grew up in? Yeah. We moved there when I was 10, and I've uh-huh. been there living the dream with my mom and dad. <laughs> Good job, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, why do I always feel like well, I need to tell on myself right away? Um, that's a mom and dad's uh, dream. You, know, you get to keep your kids forever, it is. right? That's it's it, my man. dad's dream. I don't know about my mom's, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Take my dad, daddy's girl. I, he wants it to be like a Manson family compound thing. Like, right. That's me. He's like, let's just build houses in this little-ass yard, yep. and we'll just all keep living there because we're not bothering each other at all because he lives in some fantasy land where that's, right. that's real. <laughs> that's <laughs> normal, right? And my mom's like, I mean, I, I'm not going to be mad when you leave, just so you know. I'm like, I got it, Mom. I'm working <laughs> got it, on it. Got Thank it, you. Ma. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Yeah, I've been working on it for many, many years. Forever. 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 
Yeah. How, how did you um how'd you get in the industry? That is a funny story. So I always feel like I'm supposed to say, like, oh, I always knew I wanted to do hair. No, no, like, no, you're not. Right, but like this that's is the real. I know, but I feel like that's what like people expect you to say. And I'm like, so I, I dropped out of community college like eight times and then was just like, all right, like I'm old now, like let's pick something. Um, I always had a lot of interest, like, all right, I was going to be part FBI agent, part, you know, I don't know, I was going to join the military, part hairdresser, part teacher. I'm like, I'm going to just do all these things, I'm, uh, whatever. So I just moved through them. And when I didn't like go into that class, because I was 17 years old, <laughs> I just kept dropping out. And then, you know, eventually I'm like, hey, I'm 23. It's not cute anymore. Right. So I'm like, you know what? Let's try hair school. I always had an interest in it. My mom was a hairstylist when we lived in, in Philly in the 80s. So it was like frosted, big blonde hair, looking like an Italian dream. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I tried it, and I loved it, which was very uh, – that was good. I don't know what the hell I would have done. Did you find – did you did you love about it, like, the actual art of doing mm -hmm. hair? Or was it just being around the people and, 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 and the freedom that that, that, that no, gave you? No, that was the part that I hated. Really? <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, so I loved being creative. Uh -huh. I feel like everyone in this industry, like, we're not people that you can kind of, like, box in easily, you know? Um, like, we could never work nine to fives. We could never sit in a cubicle. Like, you know, we need certain things to live, whereas other people can maybe fall in line easier. So for me, I loved the creative end of it. But, like, you know, if anybody knows me at all, like, the people end is, like, it's like a delicate art I'm trying to balance all the time for <laughs> me. So, I mean... If that's definitely cool. I mean, that's a whole other rant I could go on. Like, there's a lot of great things to, you know, building relationships with people and getting to know people. Um, but that's also a tricky part of it. You know, when you're like a, what do they call it? Like an extroverted introvert. I feel like that's me. So did you go to a hair school or did you go to? I did go to hair school. Prince? Yeah. I went to Jean Madeline in Philly, um, which is hilarious because I don't live near it. And I drove down every day. Um, because you want the name, like that's the fancy hair school, sure. and and I lived like a minute from an empire, which knowing what I know now, like you get the same friggin' education. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening to this, don't drive ninety minutes every day. Just go to the close one. You're getting the same friggin' license. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, I did that, and um, yeah, it it was like a quick moving roller coaster after that. I feel like. Did you struggle in any way in school, or did it just come in naturally? School or in hair school. Hair school. hair school, yeah. In hair school, no, I don't think it came naturally. Like, there were, there were, like, there was one or two girls there that just had it, and everybody else had to, like, earn it, like, right. chase it. I didn't just have it. Um, I was so anxious. I was a mess. Um, but, you know, you just, if you want it, you get it, you know? That's pretty much the long and short of it. So it's easy for me to see young stylists now who are just, like, just getting behind the chair or just training or even in school who want to drop out or, you know... And I'm like, I was so you, you know? Right. Um, so you just kind of have to push past that if you really want it. But no, it did not come to me naturally at all. I think a lot of students, they don't get that. They don't get mm -hmm. that, you know, um, a lot of us have struggled in school or a lot of us struggled even just like, you know, learning the foundations of, of what uh, hairstyling is, you mm -hmm. know? So I think it's kind of nice that, or I think I think we as an industry should should continue to have that conversation because yeah. um, I, th I think it's more encouraging than anything. You know, like, you're going to be okay, you know? I mean, I can't tell you how many mannequins I threw across the room. 
right? Like doing like foiling or something, yeah. you know, or stabbing my mannequin in the head with a pintail, which like if works I got really s- well. Oh yeah, <laughs> that smell of the cholesterol to this day. I'm oh, like, yes. dude, I just want to shoot somebody. Yes. Like, do not open a jar of it near me. Like, yes. I'm not responsible for what happens after you open up a jar of cholesterol. <laughs> not even close. And those jars are ginormous. Jesus so whatever. Christ, they never ended. <laughs> they just never ended. Give me something else, like odorless or something. That was horrible. <laughs> no, but you're right. I feel like. The, the newer generations coming up, they look at people who are doing what they want to do and they just assume they just had it. And right. for me, that couldn't be further from the truth. You know, like I liked cutting and coloring like I sucked at, which is funny because now I'm more I mean, I do both, but like I'm more known for coloring. Right. And, you know, if it were up to me, I probably would have pulled the trigger on color. And I'm so glad I didn't because, you know, nothing good just comes to you. Like right. That's some weird instant gratification, like social media thing that we think but. Well, back to that, I mean, uh, again, and back to the conversation before, I think that, you know, when you're a young stylist, what you're seeing is, like, awesome hairdressing going on. Like, like when we were coming up, like, the only, pla- the only place you really saw hair was in trade magazines, and that mm-hmm. was like, oh, they're the elite. Well, now, like, there's so many people that are in the elite as yep. far as, like, how, how great hair is looking. And, and, and it, can, it can be one of two ways. It can either be very, very intimidating as a young stylist. Yeah. Or it can be very encouraging, saying, like, oh, you know, I, that's something to work towards. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, we were just talking about this, but social media has – Change so many things for such a good way, but also there's like a lot of you know with every pro there's a con, sure. and I just feel like um, it's hard for the for the newer generations coming up in the industry to have realistic expectations of just so much, right. um, including you know life and what life is supposed to look like. Right. You know, like when you're doing that work life thing and you look at social media and you think things are something that they're not based on right. the shit that people want to the highlight reel. You know, sure. Um, and I, I talk to a lot of younger stylists who just get extremely discouraged basing, you know, where they are and where they want to be and what someone else is showing you. You right. know what I mean? Um, and that's that's shitty. So I feel like I feel like it's good to have those conversations. And, you know, I try to have those conversations on my social media. But, you know, that's that's tough. That's tough for the young people coming up to compare themselves to shit that isn't even accurate, you know? Right. So... Yeah, that's that's a hard conversation. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get there because uh, we got to talk a lot about uh, about, <laughs> about your uh, social media yeah. presence. But um, so uh, where'd you where'd you land after uh, after hair school? So I worked at a local salon in hair school, and I was the assistant. But I like to think of it as the shampoo bitch. So. <laughs> we were on that, man. Right? Like, yo, shout out to the assistants because that is like a thankless job. And yeah. you know, when your assistants call out, you realize how much you need them. Like. Um, yeah, that's tough. So I was the shampoo bitch at a salon and, um, I hated every bit of it. I hated it. And all right. So to be fair, fair. I was a lot older than a lot of people in that position at that time. And by a lot older, I mean, like I wasn't 16, 17, like I was 23, probably 23, 24. And I'm working with a bunch of young girls doing the same job and I'm just, I'm over it. And that the salon wasn't for me. So, I mean, if I'm giving you the real version, eventually, after I got my license, I got fired. Oh, wow. <laughs> but it was a good thing, right? Because I stayed there way too long. Like, well, what I, did you get fired for? So, I wasn't happy there, and it was, like, becoming extremely visible. So, I guess, like... So, you're saying you hold your emotion on your face? I mean, I'm better at it now, but <laughs> 20, 23-year-old Jess, I guess. Like, I know people like that now. I'm like, I was totally you when I was yeah. younger, but... Yeah, I guess it was just like a, hey, we need to have a mutual parting here. This ain't working, Right. right. Um, but honestly, I would have hung on way too long if they didn't, if they didn't let me go. 
and I sobbed like a little bitch, but really? it was a it was a good thing, right? Sure. I mean, so much good came after it, but um, yeah. So I worked there assisting for a couple years. What the hell else did I do after that? Okay. So I Craigslist was where you find jobs. Then are we yeah. still doing that? Is yeah, that where yeah. you find jobs? I, don't know. I think it's probably social media now, but so. I see this job ad on Craigslist. It's for the salon that's like, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes from me. And they are hiring like a junior stylist type, right? So I go there and I quickly learn that the owner is a businessman who just evicted the owner of the salon that he owns that building. And he, from what it sounded like to me, was kind of just like, all right, I'm going to evict you. But instead of shutting this down, I'm going to see if I can jump in. And run this, which we all know is hilarious, right? right? right. That's hilarious. So, him. So, hold on, so hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> are you confused? Because I'm kind of confused by it. No, so, I, so, the owner of the property, yes. like, fired, like, the. So, the lady is not paying rent. I, there was some shady shit going on there. Right. She eventually gets evicted, right? Like, but instead of. So, a businessman then jumps into her business. Yeah, the says, guy oh, who owned the property was like, Got hey, it. I'm a businessman. I'm sure I could probably figure something out. Right. That's hilarious. And um, jumped in and uh, was like, let me see if I can run this. So tried to put all the people in place to make it, like, run. Um, But long story short, what that meant for me was a bunch of undereducated people in the industry hired me, not realizing that I didn't have as much experience as I was maybe making it sound like. (laughs) So I slid on in there, right? Like, I I had no business taking that position, but I took it. So I was there faking it, right, faking that shit. And busted my ass, did, like, half shampooing. I was behind the chair a little bit. And um, they actually had, like, a like um, a management takeover at some point, and they, they let pretty much everybody go for some bullshit reasons. They, they weren't even cool about it. They, like, fake-fired everybody, right. but everybody. So um, at that time, I was, like, busting my ass there, doing, like, old-school, like, getting clients, right? Like, I'm out on the street. I'm accosting people that probably don't want to talk to me. I'm giving out my <laughs> business card, any opportunity, the elevator pitch, whatever. Like, being available to meet people. So I'm doing this, and I have, like, my little tiny following of, like, five people. And I'm like, God damn it. And I got to freaking do this all over again. Back to Craigslist. <laughs> so, so you get fired again. Yeah, I do get fired again. I get fired again, right? So I'm like, no one wants me. What the frick is wrong with me? So answer this Craigslist ad. Okay, it's another woman who has no experience in the industry. None, right? She's like, hey, like, I'm a business person. I have, uh, I don't know, I have a couple dollars. This sounds fun to me. Zero experience in the field. So it sounds like the same exact story as the kind first of. guy, right? So the only difference is the first time they already had, like, the salon going. They changed the name, but they kept... They kept everybody there and was like, hey, if you want to stay with us, you can stay. We're going to uh-huh. try to make this work. The second time, she, she like, built out this this building. She hired all her own people. Now, she doesn't know shit about the industry, so she hires everyone with no following. No one had a following. Can like, you no even clients. Ima- nothing, right? right? But this gorgeous, gorgeous, meticulous, so well-thought-out space with not a goddamn dollar coming in the door. So you can imagine what that looked like, right? Like, right. we were just fighting every day. If the phone rang, it was like like You're fighting a wrestling phone. match. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all we did is sit around and, and bitch and be bitter and hate everybody. It was just horrible. So I, back to all those old school things, trying to get these clients, get these clients, and we get an email literally six months after it was open saying, hey, like, this isn't what she said, but this is how I heard it. Right. Hey, it's been real. I'm out of money. Peace. We're shutting the doors. Sorry. And like immediately. First, it was like this, n- not exaggerating at all. It was like 10 seconds of like, oh, fuck. Like, and then it was, 
hey, I wonder what she's going to do with the salon. Don't, I have zero idea what the hell made me think that. I have no money. I don't come from money. I have no experience. Like, I'm, I gave you the, the short version of exactly how it played out. So I have like one year experience behind the chair, like if that, and <laughs> probably like $30 in my bank account without exaggeration. Like, right. unless I got overdrafted that month. So maybe, maybe like no dollars. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, ma, like, what do you think? And my mom's so sweet, bless her heart. And she was like, you know, oh, okay, like maybe. And then, you know, I'm really pitching it to her because like I'm one of those people that like if, if I want it to happen, it's happening. Like my husband and I argue about that because he's, he's realistic. And uh, I am like, I know if, if I want it, like I'm taking it's not happening off the table. Like here's the three ways that it could happen. Like pick one. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, fast forward, I ended up buying this friggin' salon. And, um, yeah, that was that was crazy. And I can't believe I did that. It's hilarious. I hope hindsight. you got it on the cheap. Nope. <laughs> Quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. I let these people, like, tell me, you know, a story. And I believed it because I don't have any freaking experience. That's, that's one of my girls. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't have any experience. And whatever they told me, they're like, yeah, this is, like, a hot commodity. People are looking. And, right. yeah, we could get this for it. And I'm like, well, shit. They gotta be telling me the truth because it came out of their mouth. Like, right. why would anyone lie? Because it had no business. So that you're not really buying a business; you're buying a space. This beautiful space with no friggin' revenue, none. So I bought it for what they were asking, and I it was like you know she kind of made fun of the original owner about like not having any business in there, but you know she just she committed the same crime. Yes. And she bought yeah. a salon with nobody walking in the door. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. All right. It's like a remixed version. <laughs> like, okay. All right. Whatever. So, yeah. Then, you know, I, I was subletting from her. She was on the hook for her lease term. And it was like a, I was going to ask them. They weren't there. I don't remember how long the lease term was, but it was like they had like another four or five years or something. Right. So, basically, I bent over for four or five years. And because I'm just this kid, I was 26 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, and did you take a loan out or did? No, I'm shaking my head, but no one could see it. Um, I did not take a loan out. I borrowed money from anyone that would lend it to me. Wow. Um, and, and like, you know, when people are like, oh, we don't come from money. But like, I don't come from money. Like my parents right. were like, hey, here's 10 bucks. Or I mean, it was like a little bit more than 10 bucks, but like, you know, right. Right. No, I get it. so yeah. any like family member that would be like, all right, here's here's 300 bucks or whatever. And I did have like a distant family member who I just started doing her hair. I'm like whining to her about how like I got to leave this the salon and start over. And she was like, all right, well, I'm going to lend you a couple dollars. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I barely know you. We're super distant. And we just started building a relationship. And, and she did lend me like the bulk of it, um, which was just like a weird act of God. Like, I don't the way the stars aligned for that scenario was crazy. Um, so, yeah, I, I was very much on the hook for very large monthly payments back for that. And uh mm-hmm. Somehow so not I'm just the not not just the lease, but the actual, but but the people exactly. that you had to uh, that you had to pay back. Huge to. lease, and I was I was paying um, for the assets, so another huge payment for that, <sighs> and then paying back huge payments for this money that I borrowed. Mm-hmm. Um, and and at this point, how many people did you have working in the salon? How many people weren't taking clients in the salon? <laughs> oh, Lord. So by the time we ended up leaving that space, I think there was like four of us. If it varied, you know, because I was like a quick to fire person i feel like (laughs) so it varied um but i I think there were probably four of us generally speaking 
Um, but by the time, like, the lease was up and we ended up moving locations, by the time that was up, like, I don't know how, but I got that motherfucker profitable. And I was so really? damn pleased with myself because we were in there for three years, four years. I don't know. But I, I don't know. You Looking back at that, work, I'm like, right? yeah. So were you taking, like, any business courses or anything at the time? Or were you just like? No. You no, just, not You're at dying all. every day, every day. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm Googling, like, trying to get whatever resources I can pull on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know anybody that knew anything. And, you know, social media was just starting to be, like, a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And um, this was 2012. Mm-hmm. So... So she had a MySpace is what she was I saying. had a MySpace. <laughs> I had a MySpace. My husband was in my top eight. <laughs> <laughs> I can still I still get nostalgic when I hear the songs that were playing on my MySpace page, right? Yeah, like I'm just Googling and like trying to figure out what the hell, like, hey, does anyone have a template or something? Like, can you throw me a template? Um, but, you know, trial and error. It's like, hey, we're syncing. And then it's like, this isn't working. Let's try something different. And, right. you know, I feel like I became knowledgeable just from failing like month after month, you know, and it was a lot of failing before it was succeeding, like right. mostly failing, just succeeding right there. Kind of figured out what didn't work. Right, right. What was left and that's that pretty was much what my whole life story, like figuring out what, what didn't work and then <laughs> trying something different, really. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just like guessed along the way and saw what stuck throwing shit so, at the wall and seeing what sticks. So so let's go kind of back to that. Mm-hmm. Like like I'm, I'm I'm curious as to what you found was successful. Okay. You know, so so what what like in those days, um, you know, you said you, you made it profitable after mm-hmm. three or four years. Mm-hmm. What were those like keys that you think uh that made it profitable? Like what were you what mistakes were you making before and then how'd you clean those up to make a profit? Okay. So what mistakes I was making before, how do I word this so I don't sound like the Grinch of business? <laughs> um <laughs> Right? Like, okay, so part of you has to, like, lead with your heart, right? Like, in business and in everything. Like, you got to be yourself. But I was leading with, like, all heart. Like, hey, I care about you, and I want to make sure you're happy. So I'm going to put, like, these needs probably later. So I was overspending uh, on payroll on lots of lots on of stuff. payroll like you're paying uh, commissions were too high or like you, your commissions you, were too high or i was giving base pays staff. yes too much support staff um i was just definitely my payroll was at a place where it shouldn't have been you know i wanted you to have a job i wanted you to stay here i wanted you to make top dollar whatever and at the end of the day like no matter how much i want to be that person that you're you're taken care of you know what i mean like right yeah I got, totally i got bills to pay if the door shut ain't nobody getting paid so, you know, I overspent on payroll a lot, and I overspent a lot of shit. It was like you have all those, like, luxuries that you see that you think you need, right? right. We ended up going quickly back to friggin' old school, taking appointments with pen and paper. Like, I had a book, right? right? Because I'm like, dude, if I'm not profitable, why am I dropping $200 on this flashy-ass system? Right. First of all, there's no one in the book to flash <laughs> it out. But, like, Nobody's seeing the flash. Right, right. So, like, here I am with the friggin' pencil and, like, the giant eraser. Remember, like, those novelty big erasers? <laughs> yeah. like. So, because, you know, people will cancel and you had to erase them dramatically. So, so, so we did, we did that. So shit like that, you know, like I wanted to be doing it right. And what, going back to what I said earlier, like what you perceive is success and what is really success are so different. Like I'm doing all these things, like I'm getting the fancy products, I'm getting the good towels, I'm getting this, this, and this. Right. And at the end of the day, it's just eating into my profit, eating into my profit. And I'm not getting paid because your towels are extra fluffy. Like what right. the frick is that? <laughs> right. So, um, quickly, so what, yeah, yeah, yeah. you I, learn that shit doesn't work. So, when, so, did you have to cut payroll? Yes. And, and was it by firing people, or did you have to have a conversation like, listen, Bree, listen, I paid you 60%. 
We're going to have to bump that back down to 43. Okay. Luckily, the conversations were a little bit easier, and I'll explain why. So everybody who worked there when I before I, I bought it mm-hmm. kind of just grandfathered on in. Now, the previous owner had really ridiculous like pay, pay agreements with some of these people. Right. Um, so I tried to like continue that sure. for a couple minutes. And then I was like, Hey, you're making a salary and you did do clients this week. Like, I don't care how talented you are or whatever. Like I can't pay you this. Like you can stay if you want to volunteer your time for a minute. And then it was just like, all right, we're so parting right. ways now. Exactly. It's like, so I had to do that with a few people. Was that hard? It was, but it was so early, and I didn't really have relationships with these people, so that was easier. Firing people down the road was way harder, but, yeah. Uh, that was a little bit easier. It was like, hey, I'd love to keep you, but I'm not paying you this amount of money for doing nothing. So you can stay if you want, but otherwise go. Right. And they went. Wow. So, wow. yeah, that that was like a quick. So, 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 I mean, the lesson is like tight budget. Yeah, yeah. Like knowing what I know now, having had two different spaces and then ultimately yeah, I get to closing, that. Um, what I know now is like, just friggin' basic, 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 basic. Even if you are so worried about appearances, like you can make a tiny little space look cute without dropping thirty grand on unnecessary shit. And I did that so hard in the beginning, you know. And then you quickly right. learn, like, yo, I'm paying back all this money for stuff that didn't have to happen at all. So you took that same salon and you moved down the street with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when the lease was up, I was so excited to stick it to everyone involved with that arrangement and get mm-hmm. the hell out of there. <laughs> Um, which is funny because actually the landlord, the landlord landlord, not the, the people I was subletting from, they hated me, which I'm not sure why because I'm so freaking likable. Like, so <laughs> right? like, and the funny thing is I didn't even get to earn that title of you not liking me. Like he just didn't like me for no reason. So whatever. So when he the was l- a f- Eagles fan. That's why. I, I mean, you know, they're <laughs> irrational. We know that. Do, right? So um, when my lease term was up, he kind of came to me. He was like, hey, we're kicking you out. And I was like, that's okay. I've been secretly planning this already, but right. whatever. But I didn't say that. So I tried to, like, get him to, like, give me some money or, or whatever. I, I got I made out a little bit in that deal because I pretended that I was sad and innocent. What? what are you doing? I know, but I'm such a little person and I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I was already working on that. And we moved right across the street into a place that was literally double the square footage, which is, like, if you could see my face when I'm saying it, I'm, I'm like cringing at that. It, that was the beginning of the end. So getting a bigger space, like yeah. that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a lesson too. Lesson, huge. Oh my god. Anybody, first of all, anyone that wants to open a salon, I'm like, hey, what are you doing this week? Are you free for lunch? Like, I know you don't know me. I'm Jess, but can I can right. I talk you out of this for a minute? <laughs> but um, yeah. Like again, going back, like you want that flashy shit, and like. So how'd you keep making the same mistakes? Oh, man, I'm a Scorpio. I'm stubborn as shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, Uh, you know, so I was profitable at the end. Numbers, like, loosely looked good on paper, and that was, was, like, a big mistake I made. I didn't have systems, and, like, Nina and I talked about this a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the hindsight of me laughing at how I had zero systems, and it was just like, that number sounds right. That feels right in my gut. Right. (laughs) I like the sound of that. Sure, let's do that. But at the end of the month, I got this huge friggin' space, and uh, right before we moved, I fired a couple people. So I got eight chairs, and now I got four people. Oh and that was just like its own shit show. It was just wow. like we started off here and just uh, kind of, you know, tapered off there. And uh, then I started losing my mind, and it was just like the beginning of the end. The whole thing was just a shit show. Wow. Yeah. Where are those stylists now? Huh. Mm. 
listening, maybe? Hey, that's fair enough. Girl, no, uh, a couple of them opened up their own salon. Mm-hmm. I heard that didn't entirely go the way that they planned through the rumor mill. Through the rumors mills? Yeah. Through the Philly rumor mill? Yeah, but other people just went and found salons that um, tolerate the shit that I hated. So I don't care. Whatever. You're not my problem. I don't give a shit what you're doing. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Good riddance. Gotcha. Goodbye. <laughs> so you wouldn't advise just jumping into salon ownership without systems or anything like that? So right? I wouldn't. Ad- okay. I would advise it if you're mentally unstable. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> if you're rich, if you uh-huh. don't need any money from this, and if you have a ton of money to gamble. You know, there's people out there that just have money. I don't know what the freak they're doing, and I want right. in on it, but I'm not one of them. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, if you are prepared to take a huge financial risk and be bringing nothing back for quite some time and investing a ton, then do it, you know? But if you got mouse to feed at home and they're relying on that, I will literally talk you out of it all day long. Oh, my gosh. I would. I Have mean, there's tra- successful salons out there, but you really got to know what you're getting into, yeah. right? Like. Yeah, absolutely. I just think a lot of people go in, like I did, thinking it was going to be something that it wasn't. And, uh, you know, determination and like that like tenacity it can't get you 100 percent of the way it can only get you like 70 and that last 30 is going to make or break you so i just feel like people need to have like a serious honest talk with themselves before they get into that shit yeah they need it, you should i mean you sh- you need to seek out uh the whole kind of like you said the spectrum of what a owner looks like yeah you know if it's just all you know hopes i think i can make it work mm-hmm. and you know, this has been my dream. Mm-hmm. You know, you might get yourself in, in, in trouble. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I could offer one piece of advice that if I had to do it over, I would I would do differently. Get yourself like a business coach, somebody that you, you know, do your homework. Don't just say, oh, you're cute. You post cute Instagram posts or whatever, whatever. I like your hairstyle. Like, mm-hmm. do your homework. See who you vibe with. See who you connect with. See who has the proven track record. And, and spend the money because if you go in half-cocked or not cocked at all, I don't know which one I was, but I wasn't fully <laughs> cocked or we wouldn't be having this conversation, um, you know, it's going to, this is going to be a familiar story to you. So, right. you know, get with somebody and have a strong plan going in because there was shit I didn't even think about, like taxes. What is that, right? Like, what the frick is taxes? I'm not a real adult. Like, I don't even like to say right. that word out loud. And, you know, like, that's a lot of freaking money that, like, I wasn't even really thinking about. Right. And then at the end of the day, like, that number could take you down on its own. Just just how much you pay in taxes is crazy. It's absurd, right? So, like, I didn't have anyone pointing that out to me. I just had, like, supportive parents, like, okay, here we go. Let's see how this plays out. And that's how it played out. So, so you And you're still working behind the chair as well. I am. Yeah. Yeah, that was rough. I was behind the chair a lot. Then I was behind the chair too much. Then I pulled it away from behind the chair okay so simultaneously during this transition into the new space I learned that I have like horrible anxiety like that was what all brought it all to a head so like I was having medical problems during this time so I was like all right I got to get away from behind the chair you know it's too much doing both but then I think being away from the chair I was just like feeding I don't know it was just a big old mess my head was a mess my body was a mess the numbers were a mess Mm -hmm. that was a that was a bad time. There's oh, not, it's, hard, it's hard to cliff note that time, but it it sucked. It was it was bad. So you so after after the salons you um owning the salons you went back to working behind the chair. Yeah, yeah. I I work for somebody else now. Do you have empathy for that person? Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> understatement, understatement. I right. am always like I'm not trying to kiss your ass when I say like I feel for you. Like right. 
you won't hear like complaints from me. Like I get it. And like, you know, when everybody will be like, you know, everybody's always like grumbling about choices. They would have made differently. Like just people in general. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, dude, I get it. I get it. So yes, empathy times a thousand. And it's nice to just be behind the chair and not have to like, oh, you got drama? <laughs> Godspeed. <laughs> Let me know how that plays out. Right. Not mine. You can just kind of go home at the end of the day. Yeah. Too, right? Yeah. And is it a commission based salon or mm-hmm. is it a. It is. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty normal in PA. Right. I mean, booth rent's not a thing here. We just, we uh, were in the D.C. area and booth rent had just came in in probably like, I don't know, the last five or years, five years or so. I can't figure way. out what the reason behind not allowing it is. Like, I don't. I'm sure. I'm sure someone has a reason. I don't know why they care. Like how we're paying, getting paid. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. It's I mean, commission or like hourly or, or whatever. Or getting creative, paying <laughs> in <laughs> other things. I don't know. <laughs> bartering. <laughs> well, we are the barter industry, aren't we? Yeah, that's true. I'm not a barterer, but you guys can do that shit. Oh, you can pay me money. <laughs> Hell no. I barter, I barter with cash. Yeah. You bring me cash. Yeah. I'll do your mm-hmm. <laughs> That's our barter. System. I'll barter with like the U.S. Treasury. Right. Yeah. So Love that. that That's is awesome. Great. So, um, so you have a you have a nice presence on 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 the Instagrams. I mean, I, I love your posts. You know, Thank we you. talk about our we talk about it a lot. Um, it's uh, you just talk about real stuff. You know, almost every day, and 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 I really dig that and and appreciate that. Like, when did you like? I know you. I'm assuming you didn't just kind of jump in. Did you kind of like? Did you test the waters a little bit and see if people were listening to to what you had to say? And like, what kind of like, what kind of encouragement did you get to hmm. keep to keep to keep doing the um you know those kind of posts? I don't even know how to explain what kind of posts they are, but they're just like you know real life behind the chair kind of stuff. Yeah, um, and it's what we deal with. It's interesting because for me, like what you see is what you get. I mean, I'm tr- I'm trying to be a little bit more professional right this mm-hmm. current second, mm-hmm. but um. You know, what you see is what you get, like, a, a thousand percent, right? I'm never pretending to be nicer or sugarcoat and shit, whatever. So, you know, let's say just a year ago, you're doing the Instagram thing, and everybody's doing what they think they're supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing the same cookie-cutter shit. Everybody's naming the pictures of the hair after a fucking food. Everybody's doing all that <laughs> shit. And I'm getting bored to death. Like, it's physically killing me because I hate... It's just... I'm so bored, right? So then... You just try to do something different. Like, you know, you hear people talk about Instagram burnout. It becomes, it it burns you out when it becomes a chore. And it becomes a chore when you're not enjoying it, right? Right. And that, it was a, it was a chore. I didn't, it was so boring. Like, here's a great picture of hair. Here's the back of the head, the same freaking pose. Here's a food name, hashtag, whatever boring shit. (laughs) And like, hey, notice me and repost me. And then why am I not getting reposted? And I should kill myself, right? Right, Is that Instagram in like a nutshell? (laughs) I feel like it is. So I'm just getting freaking bored. And I just noticed the more that I was, like, just trying to be funny or whatever, like, people were receptive to it. Mm-hmm. And in this day and age, you know, you like, you're almost rewarded for being fake. So it's, like, that's kind of, like, going off the path a little bit. And it just, I felt like I was getting such good feedback. And I was, like, it almost was, like, you're wearing a really tight belt and you're eating a really big meal. And you want to just keep letting the belt <laughs> out a little bit, a little bit by dessert. You're, like, who wants to hold this belt for me? <laughs> right. I feel like that's where I'm at now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, hey, let me put a toe in here. Uh-huh. Um, I never wanted to be one of those, like, controversial people. Like, I don't know. I feel like we all know those people on social media where they're almost doing it just for the shock effect, you know? And, right. like, you almost feel like that's not authentic. Like, mm-hmm. the Howard Stern of social media. Social I don't know. Media, right. right? Like, I never wanted to do that just to do it, just to be, like, a big name or a personality. But 
I mean, this is the shit I'm thinking. And I, of course, I still sugarcoat it a little bit. Yeah, you know, you I could it, right. get a little meaner, but, you know, you don't want everyone to hate you. But um, so I don't know. I was just getting really good feedback. And it's so funny and so ironic when I stopped doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing is when it started turning around for me, which it feels like such a, like a Chinese finger trap, you know, like right. the, the harder you're, you're pulling, like you're stuck in there. And the second you stop, it's like, Hey, look, I'm free. You know what There's I mean? Freedom from it. So that was really cool. And then the second I realized that I'm like, Hey, I'm allowed to be myself. And for some reason, these weirdos are enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Right. Um, then it became fun for me. And that's still, still, you know, not always fun, but, um, yeah. I just feel like there was, like, definitely a, a lack of talking about stuff that people wanted to talk about. Like, we all want to talk. You see all these super positive posts, right? And I, I don't like to think that I'm not a positive person, but I, there's so much shit that we're not talking about that everyone's supposed to pretend they're not thinking just because we're supposed to be positive And, you know, we're supposed to serve the customer and, you know, always be serving and, and all that stuff. And, like, I, I get that and I'm about that. But I also, I'm the type of person where I feel like you have to, like, also nurture that side of you that needs to talk about the shit that made you crazy today. Because mm -hmm. if you pretend it's not there, you're just going to get resentful to the, the industry, your bosses, your customers, whoever, you know. Sure. So I noticed that when I wanted to start talking about it. So did everybody else. And I'm like, well, shit, there's a hole here. Let me fill it. Right. And there's a lot of people. I mean, um, you know, since you, there's kind of like this, this this group of, you know, like power women that are that are kind of having the conversation. Yeah, I think that's really cool. I think that's I cool. Um, it's interesting because I feel like more and more people are running to have these conversations. So now it's, again, getting harder to be doing something different. But I don't even give a shit anymore. Like, if I'm doing something different, it's just this is what feels right to me. I literally sit on the porch in my robe with no bra and whatever my hair and face looks like and sit on my phone and drink my coffee and uh, think about whatever the hell's on my mind in the industry and make the post. And, you know, people like it. I don't, And everybody else is doing it now. What, whatever. I don't give a shit. Like, it's still this is what I have to say. And Right. So that keeps it from getting redundant and annoying. You I'm know? not sure how you do it. Like I mentioned at the beginning, like I don't understand how almost every day or, or every couple of days you, yeah. you, you've got something to say. And like I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. Let me, wait, let me just interject. <laughs> every day I have something to say, oh, I know. whether or not I'm saying I know. it. I was, try I was trying to be nice. <laughs> oh, my to be God. Nice, Jess. My poor friggin' family, coworkers and husband. No, I always have shit to say. But I'm just glad people wanted to hear. I I noticed that, like, you know how if you say, like, a really rude comment in a text, but you throw LOL at the end, they're like, but they LOL'd. So, I mean, it can't be that bad. I feel like I try to make my post sound like that. Like, I'm like, hey, you're all freaking awful. LOL. <laughs> like, if you make it kind of funny, nobody really realizes as much, like, how much of a bitch you are in real life. So, you kind of got to trick them a little bit, you know? But, no. You know, I don't know. I just feel like I always have... a. I'm an opinionated person, and I feel like you generally think that that's a bad thing. But if you can channel it for good, mm -hmm. I never have a shortage of, like, shit that I want to rant about, ever, you know? And, I mean, ranting, ranting doesn't always have to be, like, something I'm super pissed about, but just something on my mind that I could go off about, you know what I mean? Like, on my soapbox or whatever. So, I, you know, I just try to write it. I sit in the morning when nobody's bothering me, and, you know, before the mailman comes, and uh, have to see that and write my post. <laughs> when my brain is clearest, then, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Like, I, I don't really, it, it's not like, it's, 
I never see it as like kind of negative, you know. It's, well, it's kind of just like as a matter of fact, yeah, more, more than anything. So yeah, that's pretty cool, man. And, yeah, and thank I, you. And I appreciate it. And you know, anyone that's listening, I, I encourage that they that they um, follow you and they that they read a couple of your posts. I think I think most of them are right are, are are spot on. And and to your writing style, I find it very funny and very entertaining. Thank you. So so was it? So you've uh, you've written for some of the magazines as well, right? Uh, modern. Yes, you, I, you I did re- an article for Modern. Yeah, I did. You did a couple or just one? Just, just one. Uh-huh. Just one. Yeah. So was that because of? Uh, did they find you? Did? Uh, no. So how'd that come about? I I was like, oh, okay. This is the editor in chief of Modern Salon Magazine. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm Jess. Right. I'd like to write for you. Can I? And yeah. that's how that happened. No. That is. That's how easy. Okay. Imagine if like they go look at your shit and you suck at writing, right? right. Or like you're just doing something horrible. They're probably just not going to answer you. Right. Um, but we kind of built a relationship and she's like, yeah, go for it. And, you know, if it was awful, I'm sure they would have been like, yeah, we'll get to it. But right. I don't know. But I was just like, listen, like. Do you still send her stuff? Yeah. Actually, she's been asking. She reached out a couple of times. I was like, hey, I'm waiting for something else. And I'm like, oh, is that like an invitation? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sounds like it, right? I love writing. That's like my actual passion, I feel like. But um, so I should get on that. But my head's in 90 directions right now. So. I mean, rumor has it that you. um. That you uh, you're trying to start a podcast, uh, trying yeah right um, <laughs> yes it's not that so hard. just push record I know I know it's so weird like it's different right now because like I'm looking at you guys but like the first day like I tried to do it I'm sitting in my living room I got the dog looking at me and I'm just talking like to the wall it was just right. super weird I was like oh, I'll come back to this right. and uh, I'm still waiting to come back to this but no I like I definitely I think it could I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, I think I have plenty to say. Clearly. Um, yeah. I can't <laughs> this wait is just to a listen. little window. I yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Um, you know, and like I was talking to you, like you overthink it, like what direction am I trying to go with this? Right. And I think well, I put so much f- emphasis on it having to be industry related. And I think that was kind of panicking me. Right. I don't even think I'm going to do it like that really. Right. So, um, whatever, you know, if it feels right, I'll do it. And when it stops feeling right. Stop doing it. Stop doing it. I mean, uh, I, I recommend. I felt the same way, by the way, when we were going to start this podcast. So uh, I found a co-host. That's what I did. No, that's good <laughs> so, uh, though. That's so, good. Because so it's really hard, and we've actually tried it. Like it, it's hard. As a matter of fact, sometimes when we do like some of our reads and stuff, mm-hmm. you only hear my voice on there. But Tony's always sitting across the table from me because. Even a, even a one minute read is really hard for me to sit there and just do it. So like I look at Tony and like we, we make eye contact while I do the read, but it just gives me something to talk about as opposed to or talk to. Yeah, it gives me someone to talk to as opposed to just like throwing it out there. So so it's you like get I, it. I totally get it. And and we uh, as 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 many hours that we've logged online now, I, I I'm still I I'm, I'm going to say uncomfortable, but I can't do it. You know, I mean, you kind of feel the same way, right? right? Yeah. It's real. It's really, really hard when, when you don't have an audience, even if it's an audience of one. Yeah. You know? Well, that makes me feel better because I was, you know, <laughs> not fun- just me. The, the, the funniest <laughs> thing, the funniest thing I, I ever heard. God, who was it now? Somebody was starting a podcast. Oh, it was Sammy Skinner. Sammy Skinner was starting a podcast. And she said, um, she thought it was a compliment, by the way. But she said, uh, yeah, I listened to your first, uh, your first couple podcasts. And I realized, like, oh, we can do this. This oh is no God. problem. Oh, that? I got <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, but, I mean, honestly, we're, we're really bad at the beginning. So yeah. uh, we've, uh, we're doing a little bit better now. But, but at the oh. beginning, it's, it's tough, man. There's, there's, pains. Yeah, exactly. There's way more in your brain than just sitting down and having a conversation with somebody, you know. Yeah. And that's kind of, I think that's where we've evolved to, right? Yeah, we need to remove those. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I, 
I think it's, I, I, I think of them as like encouraging, like for Sammy. Like, yeah, you guys are bad. Right? There you <laughs> right. go. So yeah, so, so you're helping yeah, the little people. Helping helping people that want to get started. Mm-hmm. That want to get started in it. So I mean, that'd be exciting. I mean, maybe you know, maybe you just sit down and talk to your husband. Yeah, yeah. Even if he's not on mic, just you know, just have a conversation. With yeah. Him. See, like that's all the little like kinks I'm trying to work out, and it's really. It's my own shit. You know what I mean? Like, Always everyone's is. like, oh, you still got to buy all. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I'm ready to pull the plug. It's just me. Like, I got to gotta do it. You got yeah. to plug in. Plug in. Pull the triggers. Triggers and plugs. Plugs, a lot of triggers, Pushing plugs, and pulling whatever. and whatever. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of gun analogies. That's so cool. So, um, so in the immediate future, what are you up to? What am I up to? So, I make a lot of promises to myself, but keeping them is the tough part, right? So... I'm working on getting more into education. I feel like mm-hmm. I have people asking all the time, and I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm getting to it, I'm getting to it, but... Like like how to do hair or, like, that kind of stuff? So, like, I feel like I've become known for my voice, which is cool, but right. then I'm like, hey, I also feel like I can help people, you know, with actual technical skills, you know? We're um, talking about hairdressing, though, right? Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Like yeah. product on hair mm-hmm. kind of right. right, so I'm like, why? And then, you know what's funny, and we... T- this mean to say probably so we're here at like this hair show any hair show whatever and you're like yo you put these people on such a pedestal and then you see like what they're doing and you're like dude i'm doing the same thing or right. like hey i could maybe do that a little bit better so right. like i also feel like you shortchange yourself thinking that you don't have enough to offer you know what i mean or like hey when i get here and you're never there in your mind you're always mm-hmm. just a little shy so i want to get more into education um but I feel like I have a lot to offer technically and, you know, like all the other shit that we've been talking about. So I got that. I got friggin' the podcast that I got to just insert plug the plug or plug pull in. the trigger <laughs> both simultaneously. Um, yeah. And I, I just feel like for me, I almost feel like I'm in such a transitional point in my career that like I'm almost like, I don't even want to say at a crossroads, but you get to like a 20 point intersection and you're like, hey, what's next? Do you know what I mean? Like, right. I feel like there's so many things that kind of come to me and I'm trying to just figure out, you know, where I want to fit in. Do you know what I mean? Um, being behind the chair is cool, but you know what? I'm, I don't know if you guys agree with this or not. I always say, like, being behind the chair is, like, it is just like being an athlete. Like, by the time you're, like, 40, it's like, ooh, you're getting you're getting close to retirement. You know what I mean? Like, it's a little, you, you don't mean, we're really. we're both 50, so, yeah, yeah, keep talking. Wait, are you really? Yeah. Is that accurate? I'm looking. Yeah. You're yeah. both 50. Yeah. All right. Well, whatever you're drinking, save me a cup. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know what I mean? Like, it just starts wearing on you. Like, you don't see people doing this up to, like, retirement age, right? Right. So, like, I'll, I'll be. Hence the podcast. Right. Right. So, that's where I'm going. Like, being behind the chair, as much as I love it, like, it starts becoming, like, hey, what's, like, where can I kind of branch off into? Like, because, you know, being behind the chair full time. It, like it has its it has its time. It's funny that like. you say that because you know Corey and I we still slay hair Wednesday through Saturday four days a week. That's you crazy know? to me. So mm-hmm. after you know, my eighth or ninth haircut in a day, uh, just pro- probably in the last year or two that you know I'm like man my back is getting a little tired. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I and my feet are getting a little tired. Just, you know. So over the last couple of years, yeah, I definitely start to you start to feel it. God bless, man, because I feel like an 80-year-old woman right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? Like, 
for me, like I do a lot of color projects and I feel like that's so physically and emotionally draining. Like if I'm only doing three clients a day, but they're big time consuming projects. Like at the end of one, I'm like, oh my God, I got two more of that. Like oh, yeah. I just talked to the same person for four hours. Like I don't even <laughs> want to see her for quite some time. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Like just let me sit for an hour, take a little nap. Yeah. That's just draining. And I don't know. I feel like I get drained like emotionally. Mm-hmm just as much as, as physically. So for me personally, like I know myself and I know my limits and I'm like, dude, there, there's going to have to at some point be something else to supplement because I, I'm not going to want to be behind the chair a lot, you know? Right. So, you know, asking what I'm doing, I don't freaking know. I'm just opening, I'm <laughs> just opening up and seeing what it. freaking comes. Well, we're excited to kind of watch this journey. I am. I'm totally you know? excited Thanks. about watching this journey. Thanks. You know? yeah, I, I mean, have I have been watching her, but, you know, right. just glad we got her here. and uh, we can, I'm we happy to be here. It. Thank you. So where can, be, um, so, I, I mean, I've said it a couple of times, but, you know, where can, uh, where can people find Miss Jess D? People can find me talking shit on Instagram <laughs> at Jess D here. Plenty of shit talking coming but your way. That, that should totally be the name of our podcast, Talking <laughs> Shit. That's actually amazing, right? right? Just come listen to shit talking. Just, just call, it, call it, call it, call it, talking it. Right? When Drop the sh. Didn't Ben Mullen say that? Remember he said? Oh it? yeah. Well, that was a whole. That's a whole other talking shit. <laughs> I thought about naming it. This will probably offend you. I like that. Yeah. I like so, that a lot, actually. And I mean, you can't say you weren't warned. Well, that's right. true. I mean, at that point, you can say you've set it up to say anything in the world, right? Yeah. What you if say. you listen, yeah. uh, you know, after that, you you ask for it. <laughs> Enter at your own risk. For real. It's right. like a haunted house yeah. of, of insults. <laughs> I love it. You know, whatever. You better, you better do it now because if not, somebody else is going to do it. That's true. You know what, though? You know what, Like, often, often imitated, never duplicated, right? You can try to talk I my shit, but you just can't. I just oh, meant the name. That's I fine. Didn't, I didn't I'll come up with another another, name. another brilliant name. Yeah, that's just like fuel for me to get an even better right. name then. Whatever, dude. <laughs> exactly. Whatever. Awesome. That's awesome. Jess, thank you uh, for hanging. Thanks for coming to uh, Premier Philly and hanging out with us today. That was thank awesome. you. Thank you. This is so fun. Thanks for the opportunity. Uh, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yeah, without a doubt. Thank you. And uh, thank you once again for joining us on your day off. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Schedulicity has done it once again. They, uh, uh, in addition to their $5,000 a month grant that they give to a barber or to a hairstylist, um, they just, uh, they just made it so it's a little bit easier to make some money. Yeah. I mean, they uh, came out with a credit card processing uh, payment system called Schedulicity Pays. It's pretty exciting, right? I mean, like they're offering it, uh, they're offering credit card processing for 1.99% or 10 cents a, a swipe, but... And what's cool about that is that they'll get, even give you a uh, free uh, card reader. That's unheard of, right? Because I know I paid like a bunch of money for mine. Yeah. You know? So they're going to give it to you free and then only charge you 1.99% with a... Uh, 10 cent a swipe fee, right? Yeah, you can't beat that. You can't beat that at all. Um, and also what's really cool too is it works within your Schedule City app, so you don't even have to leave the app or use a different um, like app outside of outside of the, uh, you know, the, the, the already app, right? Yeah, you just stay in one platform. That's can't it. get easier than that either. I'm like, <laughs> I know, right? And you can uh, manage all your uh, all your papers right through there, right? Yeah, all your inventory and everything. It, you know, all major credit cards are accepted. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And the best part, which is also what makes Schedulicity incredible, is their their customer service, or as I like to be called, the rock stars. The rock stars. So you still have the same. Love the rock stars. The rock stars are are the difference makers in this company, as far as I'm concerned. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, and so you still get that uh, that that same service with them. Um, so I mean, literally getting paid just got a little bit better. Yeah. And then for uh, more information, just visit schedulicitycares.com to find out uh, more information on getting paid. Schedulicity cares. <laughs>